3: Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy.
2: Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies. Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shifts and conscious and coupling. From Netflix, hookups, to single them with some Hulu. Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jugoo. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah. Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's come up.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Whoo, ciao. We recording this December 17th. Christmas is eight days away. A full Hanukkah away. It's a full Hanukkah away. But Hanukkah is also done. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, honey. It's December 17th. We haven't put the tree up. We haven't put the tree up. Tree's is that... Sorry, th- is that a normal – like, I just assume
1: you put – when we go to your mom's house on Christmas Eve, that's when we put the tree up. So is that not a – do people put the tree up before?
0: Oh, Andy, there are people in this life who are putting it up Thanksgiving Day. Huh. There are people putting the tree up December 1. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, So just because, you know, you want that ambiance. You want that vibe. You want that thing – you know, you want to get into the Christmas mood. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we're, we're coming – look, we're coming in late. I guess if we do put it up – we put it up on Monday, but... I don't know. It's very tricky given, you know, our cat son. Sure. Squee got, eats it. Exactly. We have a fake tree, which apparently is catnip to cats <laughs> to squeak
1: squeak eats plastic it's a tree made of plastic
0: <laughs> so. squeak eats plastic
1: he we we have to do these surveys of the apartment every once in a while to make sure like there's no plastic sticking out of any drawer that there's no like bag that we yeah. forgot about
0: not even the window of an envelope honey the no. plastic window of an envelope he can get at it that's like catnip to him and also he has a tub of catnip <laughs> so he's getting he it. gets
1: catnip he already gets catnip and now he wants more in the form of plastic.
0: Who's that? Is that Jerry? What? Is that oh, Jerry Seinfeld? No. I wasn't like angry doing, and pitched up. No,
1: I wasn't doing. <laughs> if anyone, it would have been George.
0: Okay, Drew. Okay, it was yeah. Andy.
1: That was pure Andy, who just no, happens no, no. to it be. Felt like
0: it felt like someone else.
1: No, it just happens to, <laughs> to also coincide with every other kind of like short, loud Jew. Mm, okay. Wow, wow, wow. We have, a, we have a, you know, I'm a type. As much as I want to believe I am a singular individual in this cold, disgusting universe
0: that we inhabit, I am but one of a type. It's okay. So am I. So am I. You know? Um, And yet we found each other. We really have. It's funny. I was thinking last night or maybe in the middle of the night when I was awake one of the 90 times. I was thinking about how funny it was that we... um, that our wedding recessional at the end was to the perfect strangers theme song <laughs> and how that song is the ultimate song of triumph mm-hmm. and i just thought what a time we had and that's what came to me at probably 3 or 4 or 5 a.m. <laughs> i don't know so you're looking back at this year i guess <laughs> <laughs> what was it? what started
1: the thought so it's so you're not sleeping what started the what started the chain?
0: Andrew, no, you want some sort of logic. The brain does what it does, especially in the darkness. Okay, in the middle of the night, lights off, not a shred of sun to be found. The brain's doing what it wants to do. Okay, the synapses are just kind of firing, connecting things. It's all coming together. Do you see how he needs some sort of structure? He needs some sort of explanation. It's like no, babe. So, so your brain's kind of like one of the the murder boards, but without the string. I was almost going to say ping pong machine. You know what I mean? Like an old school ping, not ping pong. Um, what's the thing? You hold it on the sides. <laughs> pinball. Pinball. Pinball machine. Yeah. That's actually great. Yeah. That's a—I
1: love that metaphor. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's just a pinball machine just, like, just firing. Ding, 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 ding. Are you just hitting the flippers uh, errantly or are you waiting for the ball to come down and then you hit it?
0: Oh, no. The flippers are going errantly. I'm also scoring no points. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so you're now. hitting. So
1: you are hitting things, but then the points aren't registering.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's a good metaphor. Thank you very much. You should use this. in this moment. <laughs> you should use this metaphor more often. <laughs>
1: um, Naomi, anyway, we have comments. Oh, we have a comment.
0: Okay, okay. We really pulled
1: we have it back. Really well, we have, it back. We have a bunch, but I only called one for this intro because obviously this pertained to. An interest of mine.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So this comes to us from. I don't know if people want their names out in the world or their handles, but I think this is benign enough that I will credit them. At Hissing Kettle wrote this. This is from Lauren's episode. from okay. A couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Lauren. We Lep- talked Lep- about. Familiar. We talked about the lettuce under mozzarella sticks at diners. Oh yeah. And so like, soggy. Why? Why bother? So soggy. Why bother? So Hissing Kettle writes this. Former diner waitress here. Ooh. Mozzarella sticks are famously round. It's true. That's the one thing okay, on every on <laughs> on every box of frozen mozzarella sticks you get. It says, "Warning: famously round." Okay. <laughs> Lettuce has a ripple texture that cradles the cheesy roly polies so they make a safe journey across the restaurant. That's wow.
0: why. It's not aesthetic. It's not. It's it practical. Is practical. It is to keep them on the plate. I can kind of see it. If they were just playing on the plate, they would kind of roll back and forth because famously round. Mm-hmm. Wow. Also, I just love the way our listeners just have the experience. These people come in here and they go, here are my bona fides. Let me tell you why. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much for coming through and really saying people need to know. It's The the, people need to know.
1: It's the opposite of, like, mansplaining. It's the opposite of the actually crew.
0: Yes, the um actually. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. the opposite of that. It's like,
1: oh, hey, you might want to know this. Hey, you might want to know this. That's a good group to be a part of.
0: Hey, in case you're interested.
1: Now, also, if you remember, we're going to stick with the theme of food. Okay. Why not? Tis the season. If you remember... When we talked about Thanksgiving, you were amazed at my mashed potato consumption, right? Absolutely. Well, the listeners came out in force to support me and my mashed potatoes. They rallied the, around the, the, you. The, number, the amount around of mashed you. Potatoes.
0: You are the people's princess yes. vis-a-vis mashed potato yes. consumption.
1: Yes. And the, and the people's potato... Princess.
0: Princess. <laughs> yeah, potato princess.
1: <laughs> what? Huh? So when I, I saw this, I like, we have to discuss this. <laughs> so this comes... To us uh, from Vulture, Vulture Mm. Magazine, uh, which had named us one of the top uh, podcasts last year. We'll see what happens this year. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, If you dare present Julianne Moore a plate of mashed potatoes, there'll be hell to pay.
0: What?
1: During a panel with the cast of May-December at the 92 Y... Host Josh Horowitz asked more Natalie Portman, and Charles Melton what food always makes them confused as to why people like it. Mm-hmm. Why is that a question? Josh, <laughs> I got to ask you.
0: I don't know if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, I don't get what they were trying to do. You know, sometimes they want to have fun in the panel, and the guy's like, <laughs> I know it'll shake things up. What food confuses? like that's is that actually, true, Josh? It's more like, what's your go-to sandwich? You know, something that gets people talking and painting a picture yeah. way better than what food confuses you that people like. Continue. What would you ask? If you if you
1: were on a panel with if you were moderating a panel with Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, and Charles Melton, what would you ask to shake things up?
0: When was the last time you cried? <laughs> That's a stupid You also you pitched that in Lauren's episode. It's, all, it's always my favorite question. <laughs> As <laughs> for the dating, for the speed yeah. dating. I think you should always ask people. <laughs> <laughs> you just always ask people when they're crying. And I think especially with three actors, it's happening a lot. Uh-huh. Or also, go back to my initial question. I was like, what's your favorite sandwich? <laughs> and get people telling us all the layers. Tell me the bread, tell me the filling, and tell me the order in which it should be assembled. Uh, I'm going to be
1: on theme, too, and I say my question would be, uh, what's your plan for when the Christian fascists take over?
0: Well, that's good,
1: that's too. It's on brand. That's good, too. It's on brand for me. So, Okay. So, Josh, Josh E. H. asked this question, and Julianne Moore replies, quote, mashed potatoes. Why do people like mashed potatoes? (laughs) It's just mush. It's just mush. Yep, I get it, Julianne. Mm -hmm. I get it, Julianne. Okay, and she continues, people love it. They love them. What's she, Trump? They love them. (laughs) I don't even do an impression. People love them. They love them. It's just mashed mush. She's really, really leaning into this. Yeah. When pressed as to whether the consistency was the main issue, she replied, All of it. (laughs) Okay. But the article goes on. Article in quotes. Let's say the the little blurb goes on. But this isn't the first time Moore has been vocal about her disdain for the Thanksgiving staple. In a 2017 Wired (laughs) autocomplete interview she did with Matt Damon. The topic also came up. I don't know why. Okay, but it did When asked, what does Julianne Moore eat? She made a point to also clarify what she doesn't eat Quote, Julianne Moore does not like mashed potatoes (laughs) That's Julianne Moore's least favorite thing She said, referring to herself in the third person Much like her fellow iconic redhead, Elmo
0: (laughs) Okay, wow Julianne Moore and I are on the same page So someone sent this to you? No, I I read this in Vulture And then I thought it was
2: I I thought we
1: should discuss it here in the intro (laughs) Because look, love's brought to your attention no. by a listener. no. I love Julianne Moore in May December. Yeah, but this this mashed potato. I oh, loved her in Shortcuts. Look, lo- loved her in The Big Lebowski. She's great. She's great. What a great actress. She's always great. What a great actress. However, you know sometimes how like you learn something about an actor's personal life that mm-hmm. makes you recontextualize their entire career. Yeah. Well, this is it for me. This is it for you. This is it for me. This is when you say, you know what? I don't know if I stand." I don't know if I... I don't know. Despite the fact, incredible actress and incredible movies, some of which I own, Criterion Collection films.
0: She has proven herself to be an adversary. You and her fundamentally yes. clash. If I'm, if, if
1: I'm God, she is the adversary. She is, she, she is the fallen angel, Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, we have two plugs very quickly
0: well absolutely what first of all t-shirts we got brand new t-shirts got we never you about this they're gorgeous they're soft two new colors couples therapy logo and gotta miss a bitch staples tried and true and when i tell you andy and i we poured over the colors we made sure this cotton was soft 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 i've already heard from one listener who got their shirt in the mail and said soft Ooh. soft comfy Naomi. And I was like, you got to send me a pic. You got to send me a pic of you in the shirt.
1: I got to tell you. Okay. This is the thing. We don't just do this stuff slapdash. No, we don't. We don't just go to like some crummy t-shirt company that just does like some weird printing thing that eventually just fades away in about three weeks. Okay. Absolutely. We have a quality t-shirt company. Quality. We sit there. We pour over <laughs> and make sure the colors work. Everything works right. All right for you this is how much we care
0: this is how much we care this is how much we care this and is if how you much we care.
1: go to the show notes if you go to our link tree in any of the, the the social media bios there's a link there
0: get these t-shirts folks get these teas, baby also if you don't want to hold tea you know what you can do you can hang out on patreon visit us on the page yeah at the time of this recording yeah what is that friday december 29th yes we're having a page hang. And that's just for the people. You know, honey, we're on the holidays. We're hanging out with family. We're, we're in it a, a lot. So maybe you want to come to the Zoom. Maybe you got some questions. Maybe you want to write them in the chat. Maybe you want to just connect. Mm. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do for an hour on Zoom for our Patreon friends. Yeah.
1: And, of course, you also get two episodes a month, just standard.
0: Oh, yeah, just standard. Yeah, I'm not saying you just, you know, come to have a $5 conversation. What I'm (laughs) saying is it's a a special time. It's a special time we're going to have on the 29th in addition to the bonus X. And what is the URL for the Patreon, Naomi? Patreon.com slash Couples Therapy Pod.
1: Fantastic. All right. Finally. Finally, my dear. Oh, I want to say this. So, you know, next week, as you mentioned— even though the tree is not up yet, uh, it is uh, Christmas. Yep. Okay. And so, and the day after Boxing Day, Boxing Day is when we usually publish an episode. Yep. We
0: dropped the first night at Kwanzaa.
1: We are not going to leave you hanging, okay, no. folks?
0: No. After all, this is the season of giving.
1: Now, if you remember back in the back in the summer was the fifth anniversary. Even though it was during the the strikes, we didn't really do a, a ton of stuff about uh, the fifth anniversary. We did do a live show here. Yes, we did. We recorded it, and it's coming out next Tuesday. Yes.
0: Okay. The 26th, you will get to listen to that wonderful live show.
1: Noria Reach, Shantira Jackson, Paul Shear, Lacey Mosley. It was a super fun time. But also, here's something I want to try, okay? We recorded it on video because we also live streamed it. Yes. I'm going to put the video in a special store on the Patreon. Yes. And also the... Video for the for Mabel's chemotherapy party. Do you oh, remember that? Oh yes, from I a remember Mabel's
0: chemotherapy party.
1: Uh, and for a couple bucks. You don't even have to be part of the Patreon. Anyone can go to this store. I'll put a link up, but yeah. next Tuesday. But anyone can buy these videos if you want to watch them. Yeah, the videos. just
0: a video without a full Patreon pledge. But that's just a little that's a little treat, little extra, a little fun. Yeah. If you were like, Oh, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. But what are they doing? Yeah. What's the look on Naomi's face? <laughs> How horrified and or uncomfortable does she look? So we'll put each up for just a couple bucks each. I don't
1: want to. I don't want to, you know, exploit anyone. So no, we're not trying to exploit,
0: know. but we said, you know what I mean. these, so. these animals need chemo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so See, we, yeah, squee needs chemo every three weeks. <laughs> we have two animals that are cancer survivors, and I never thought that would be something I would say. All right, I never thought that would be part of my life, my truth, my experience moving through the world. <laughs> and yet here we are. Here we are, two cancer surviving children. Yeah. So I'll put links up next Tuesday. Uh, but
1: uh, until then, Naomi, who is our wonderful guest well, this week?
0: come on. Our wonderful guest is the lovely, the hilarious Zach Noe Towers. Yes. Zach is so funny. I met him out here in L.A. and I was like, wow, who are you? Tell me everything. You've seen him on Comedy Central, E, Netflix. You can listen to his podcast, After Hours, with Zach Noe Towers. And he also co-hosts the podcast, Confidently Insecure. You can uh, go to Zach's website to see what shows he's got coming up. I am just gonna say before we get into the episode, me personally, I do feel like, just a little content warning, this gets a little (laughs) sexual. This gets a little sexual, a little, you know know how I am, you guys. So I just have to tell you, it gets a little sexual and there's talk of buttholes (laughs) in a way that I didn't anticipate. And so I just need you guys to know that going in. I think you should always
1: anticipate. I think you should just go into any conversation thinking oh we might talk about buttholes
0: well you know maybe you're right maybe you're right i just think you know as Neg and nooch i think the <laughs> listener may be surprised the listener, the listener may be surprised so i just it for, for 2024 i think your resolution
1: should be you know what much like indiana jones being surprised by a giant boulder maybe i will maybe walk into conversations and instead of running from the butthole yeah that's that's rolling at me yeah i'll embrace it embrace the buttholes <laughs> be,
0: i don't like that i don't like be that. flattened by it you see how he's going you see what happens to him he's devolving he's devolving it's haven't all had, haven't had any cafe today please you know what i'm gonna say at this time <laughs> roll it <laughs> Something that sticks in my head about you is that you, like, wake up at 7 a.m. by choice, naturally. Wait, is that true?
3: (laughs) That's not just— Y'all, it's gotten worse. (gasps) I've been—my body's been waking me up at 4.50 a.m., and then I usually go, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not doing this yet. And then I'll get out of bed at, like, 6. But sometimes I get on my phone at 4.50 a.m., and then get out of bed at, like, 7 a.m. Isn't that scary? Yeah, (laughs) it's—
1: I mean, we're recording this in October, so Halloween's right around the corner. This is the most frightening thing. We just watched Hereditary. <laughs> this is the most frightening thing that I've heard. The idea of waking up at 4.50 and then voluntarily staying up, as opposed to what I do, which is wake up at 4.50, play Candy Crush until I fall back asleep, and Whoa. then hopefully
0: wake up four or five hours later.
3: And what about you, Miss Eckperegan? Well, you know, I
0: I definitely will not engage with my phone at that hour. Like, I will wake... You know, a, a good night for me is six hours of sleep. I don't get much, but it's not for lack of trying. Like when I wake up, sure. I try to just like I lay there and kind of toss and turn, but I won't pick up the phone because I know only darkness will come. Sure. <laughs>
1: <It's a, laughs> now, do you all? Gateway to the horrors of the world. Yes.
3: Truly. It gives you something to really be pissed off about or scared about right from the jump. Um, do y'all ever struggle with being a couple and going to bed at different times? Or do you guys go to bed at the same time?
0: Well, we are pretty much, we. Re- Andy sleeps on the couch and I sleep on the, in the bed. So it doesn't, it hasn't affected us for months. For, well,
1: okay. It started off that. Yeah. Clarify. Just it. to sure. clarify what's going on. Zach's it's, mouth is wide open. It he's terrified. after our cat died, our other cat, it took a couple weeks, but then he started mourning and whenever he was alone, he would start meowing and until we one of us was with him so i just started for a little while sleeping on the couch and then our bed broke <laughs> and so oh in, no so until we get a new bed it really only will support the weight of
0: one of us at a
3: time <laughs> <laughs> it's very jack and rose titanic
0: Yes. Absolutely, and I am very much riding that door, okay? <laughs> I'm on the door, and just treading water. Also, this should be a good, you know, the fact that uh, we said uh, the bed can only support one of us. Donate to the Patreon, um, because you are hearing your favorite hosts who clearly are between bed frames right now. And sort of, you know, what it costs to get something that's like sturdy and legitimate.
1: If Naomi has done the research, and I've done some more research. I think we're just scared to pull the trigger on a new bed because what if it sucks and then we're stuck with this thing for, and
0: also something good is expensive. And like, it's like, how do I kind of really know what's what in terms of like, you know, I know a couple of brands of things, but that's it. And then like, are they good? Or are they just the brand I know? So we talking
3: here, mattresses or frames, frames,
0: frame, and perhaps the mattress too. But I think that we've got to address the frame first. And then we can even kind of assess the mattress situation. But even the mattress, I've gotten a new mattress. This is maybe the third mattress in five or six years. Oh wow. And they allegedly are supposed to last a decade. So I don't know what's going on. It's not even. It's like back pain. I lay down like even when I lay down, there'll be like a dip. You know what I mean? Like when I go to lay, I can feel where the mattress sags in a spot. And again, it's like so then I'm wondering, okay, is that mean the so frame sensitive? that it's on is not supporting it sufficiently?
1: Yes. You're so sensitive that not only does it make you a great comic, but it also makes you uh, you sense, you can feel. A
3: horrible like, the sleeper. Slightest,
0: yeah, the, slightest, the, the most minute changes in the environment around you. I don't enjoy being alone in this because it makes me feel crazy because Andy can fall asleep anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could literally sure. be on the couch, put his chin, like, put his chin to his chest and just, like, take a quick nap. I'm not nap.
1: enjoying. I would like to sleep in the same bed as my wife. I'm not, <laughs> It's not like I'm thrilled at the moment. It's it's nice that I'm comforting the cat still, who is still pretty lonely. But <laughs> but it, it would be nice to share the marital bed with, with my beloved.
3: <laughs> Being able to fall asleep anywhere is old man privilege if I ever heard of it. Um, the fact that they can just doze off mm-hmm. anywhere, anytime, under any circumstance is wild. Although I will say, if you have a mattress that you like, you are over the biggest hurdle because mattress shopping will drive a person mad.
0: Yeah. Well, this experience. is what I feel is because I'm like I we went to a place and like I literally laid on different beds, even though that feels very uh-huh. disgusting to me. Yes. And, facts. But I did, and I was like, well, this feels comfortable. And then I got it home and it was like first it was a little too hard and now I got the same little dips at various points. So then I'm like, okay, what are they putting the mattress on in the store slash how often are they changing them out or rotating them? You know, is this a mattress that's been sat on or laid on by 5,000 people? And is that what I need to buy, a pre-broken-in mattress? (laughs) Yes,
3: just buy a floor model from... Um, uh, Mattress Giant.
0: <laughs> mattress Giant. We shouldn't even be talking about my mattress situation. You know, we <laughs> save this kind of goods for the Patreon. What I want to talk about. <laughs> fact, what a great ad. Um, but like, Zach, like, you know, you're up with the sun. I feel like, too, you've been touring a lot lately. Um, meaning, wait, you know, you're I, on the wait. go. I'm sorry. Can I interrupt? Maybe. Back to the up with the
1: sun. Is this a thing? Is this you are happy just waking up this early? Or Is you're anyone fired?
3: happy? Waking up at any time.
1: Oh, I thought you were just going to end with that. Is (laughs) anyone happy? Period. Um, Great question. Truly.
3: No, I have been a morning person forever, for as long as I can remember. I don't love waking up before the sun. I think 4 a.m. is maybe the creepiest time possible like if I if I do believe in witches or ghosts or whatever they are that is their time and I'm not looking to infringe upon any of it so (laughs) I usually stay in bed I keep my feet off the ground so the under bed monsters can't get them but um I do say I love getting things done in the first half of the day once this once the day winds down once the sun starts to set I go into hibernation mode and I'm like well it's too late to do anything now. Um, so yes
0: but it's funny okay so you said you always been a morning person because i assume that was in that was um that came with sobriety it feels like a very sober thing to do to be like now i wake up and i do things totally
3: it didn't it it probably got worse and by that i mean i wake up earlier because i wasn't (laughs) passing out drunk at 2 a.m now i like get sleepy at like 9 30 10 and then i'm in bed by 11 and then like you naomi six hours and my body's like Let's it's probably anxiety there. It's like, <laughs> let's go. You need to, you know make up for lost time.
0: right, right. Now, this get up and go, this you know, man about town. Is that a, does that apply to dating, meeting people? I mean, you're on the road and you have a video that always makes me laugh every time, which is, you know, you <laughs> and a, a gorgeous Vista. And now you're like, this place is shit. Come see me. And then it's just like wherever town you're going to be in. And you always yeah. say, I'm going to talk about my butthole. <laughs> um, and so, you know, as someone, you know, you have that you have a sexy podcast. You're hanging out with Jeff Lewis. You're talking about your butthole openly. Yes. Are you
3: on the road kissing people? I... Well, you know, it's so funny, and I don't know if this, if this is the right crowd. Are they open to hearing about, like, lewd sex acts on the road? Sure. Well, you know I'm sex-nag,
0: but I think the audience can appreciate it.
3: So um, a couple days in Austin, um, a gentleman offered to come over to my hotel and eat my bottom – and I was down for that. It sounded like a good time. Um, I didn't really need to do a serious, he was very, very sexy. I didn't need to do a serious vibe check, like a coffee date first. Cause oh. he's going to be back there doing his thing. I'm going to be up, up, you know, in front of store, front of house doing my <laughs> thing. And so he came over and he wound up being so good at it that we had full sex. And that is very, very shocking to me. Because I haven't had full sex in like two years. What? I'm what the, I'm what the community is calling a side. And that is where if like sex is Thanksgiving dinner and the turkey is like anal or like penetrative sex, the side dishes are like more appealing to you than like the turkey. So it's like, Mm. I like Mm. mouth stuff, hand stuff grindy grind kissy kiss you know tonguey tongue but i don't need to get i don't need to get railed in my turkey zach i gotta
1: ask how old are you if you don't mind me
3: i'm 38
1: okay so we're all around the same age i have a feeling this is my theory that sides that if you grew up in uh, if you were a teenager when aids first was like a thing sure sides are going to be more appealing to you than the turkey because
0: we were ter- we were told to be terrified
1: we were of told turkey. to be terrified oh, of we were turkey. Taught to be terrified of you're turkey. taught to be terrified of turkey <laughs>
3: <laughs> well first of all turkey's dry as fuck it's my least favorite I thing agree. of thank thanksgiving you. thank you oh, I, I every time i'm like how much gravy and like fucking fat do i have to put on this before i want to actually chew it and swallow it down but um, I do agree with that. When I was growing up as a teen and I was starting to be sexually active in my 20s, if I sneezed, I thought I had HIV. Like, period. <laughs> if I kissed a boy at a party and then had a runny nose the next day, I was dying of AIDS on Sunday. It was that simple. Right, so, right, right, right. But, like – It it is very relieving to not have that be – because you can still get HIV from other ways, but it's A, not a death sentence anymore, and B, less, less, less likely if you're like making out and jerking off with someone. And again, so sorry for the moms listening who (laughs) did not sign up for this (laughs) at all. (laughs)
0: You're really turning our classy podcast into a smut (laughs) That's Zachary.
3: (laughs) Zach, mission mission accomplished.
0: Uh, The previous episode
1: we taped, I used the phrase "jizz," so I don't think we're.
3: I don't. also using the word. I love it,
0: Zach. We use the word "jizz," so um, Uh, you
3: know, for a little while. I think we're We're pretty racy.
0: We're pretty
1: racy over here.
0: Uh, Just so you know. Okay, so you're you're on the road. You're taking lovers. Um, (laughs) Are you? Are you like? when you said you do like a vibe check, it's like, I guess my question is like, as you're meeting people out and about, are you catching feelings or is that ever been something you're worried about? Are you really able to kind of just like separate that?
3: You know, this is beautiful that you guys are asking because I actually am doing a, a a chunk on marriage in my, in my set right now because I am like, I've turned a corner and maybe it's my age. Maybe it's just like who I am, but I am like very happily single Mm -hmm. and I, have not even attempted to catch feelings or really opened myself up to catch feelings. And I don't know if it's because I've had so many short-term relationships or just I'm realizing how much fun I have by myself versus how how anchored. And um, I feel like I stifle myself when I'm dating someone. I think that's as, that's... I- I've yet to meet someone who helps me blossom and grow. It's mm. always kind of like... Me like slowing it down to kind of like let this person in on the fun, if that makes any sense. And maybe I'll regret this when I'm old, but right now I'm, I'm loving it. Well, no, I
0: mean, it makes sense. But I guess the question is sort of, you, as you said, you're like no one who's kind of helping you grow. You feel like you have to slow down. Who are you picking? Oh yeah! Wait, are you doing that?
1: Intention? Are you intentionally picking people? Where you like? Oh, I have to slow down. So this is gonna. Where I'll uh, I'll leave this person. uh, Once I start speeding up again, I'll kick them out of the car. I'll push them out. That is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That is a great question. Um, I well, so I had a pandemic boyfriend. We were together a lot of the pandemic, but our relationship existed in his home, cuddling, making food, watching movies, fooling around we weren't like an intellectual match. And I don't think I fully understood that until it came time to be social with like my friends as the world started opening up again. I was like, oh, like, I I don't think I would want to go on a four-day road trip with this man. I don't mm-hmm. think we would be, I don't think it would be that intellectually fun. So I guess my answer to your question is, I have yet, in my 38 years on this planet, wow. I've yet to find a man who like, physically excites me, emotionally meets my needs, and intellectually stimulates me. It's always, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm just, and I know, like, this is the thing, too. I I think I'm being a Lifetime movie character if I'm (laughs) insisting that I have all three. But, like, I need at least two and a half. Like, Oh, of course. No, you deserve all three.
0: Like, you should have all three. Yeah. So... I don't know. Well, it's funny you say this because, you know, because I have this feeling, this is why I touched Andy, because, you know, you would be the third gay male comedian to come on our pod and talk about how they couldn't find anybody who was worthwhile. And then very shortly after doing our pod, they found a person who got who got it. That would be Joel Kim Booster and Jared. I knew it. And I, said, I knew you know it. What? You could be the third. If this, if this happens, a third. Like if if uh, six, if in six months, you're like, I found somebody who like gets it. I would be like, you know what? This podcast, people are speaking it into the universe. You're almost daring the universe, saying. No, nobody is out here good enough, and then somebody just kind of walks by, you with a meat cue. I'm just saying, I wonder if it's possible.
3: So you two are like Dane Cook in Good Luck Chuck. Yeah. What? Uh, how t- <laughs>
1: I have no idea. I don't know. I was about to just yes, Andy, and then I'm like, hold
3: on a second. <laughs> you are both Dane Cook in the film Good Luck Chuck, in which girls date him. Right before they meet the loves of their life.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know if I appreciate this metaphor, but I guess I'll take it so, for this. You're like, I thought you were going to be, you're like Dane Cook. Uh, you groomed a 15 year old and waited until 18.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People say Maybe. that about us all the time. All the time. Yes. We're just like Dane Cook
3: <laughs> um, No, I will say the other thing being like you, like you just said, I, I am open to the concept of finding this magical person. But like, I don't know. I think I would have come close to a taste of it by now, maybe. but maybe not. Well, what was
1: it, if uh, if you can say, or roughly, you know, when you said there was like an intellectual disconnect, that's my paraphrasing, what was yeah. it? like? What, like you were like – you know, let's talk about uh, Freud's uh, civilization and its discontents. And he was just like, uh,
3: Tiny tunes, pretty cool, right? <laughs> I wish it were that easy to explain. <laughs> um, although I would have been roles Reverse probably, um, <laughs> as I have no knowledge on Sigmund Freud. But he was, um, he was an introvert, first of all, which made any sort of like – like our, our type gatherings where we'd go to be with a bunch of comics and stuff. Like, if you can't bounce in and uh-huh. out of that, uh-huh. I am like, I'm holding their hand and I'm like checking on them. And I'm like, oh God, don't get too close to the, to the, <laughs> to the comics because they'll, you know, they, they wouldn't know how to like use like, uh, safety mittens with them, you know? <laughs> and like, I'm now, the way I'm saying it makes him sound so awful. He was such a sweet guy. It just, wasn't he was hot and he came from money i think and he was trying to be an actor but it wasn't going well it was a lot of things that like we just weren't on the same page and i was just like i don't know i don't know but i i felt a a a weight lift off my shoulders when we broke up so i think that's like ultimately the time.
0: answer, Right, that's the answer mm. to whether or not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying about this person in particular. I am just curious as to sort of, you know, and again, and I think about this as somebody who is on the road a lot, like, that doesn't, that's not conducive to maintaining a relationship, especially not with a person who is going to need a lot of attention. Like, you just can't oh. do all that. And so, yeah, but I, but it's interesting to say that, you know, when you say you haven't really found, like, you know, someone who you've connected with in that way because I think of you because you are so, you know, you're hot, you're funny, you're smart, you're friendly. Like, I see, like, I'm like, oh, you're meeting people out. And I feel like you're leaving a trail of broken hearts, If
3: you're, <laughs> even if you're not feeling it, you know? I mean, which, which is the better one to be, the person breaking hearts or the one who's getting their heart broken? Well, of like, you want to be
0: breaking hearts. hearts. Yeah. You want to be breaking hearts left <laughs> yeah, and right. For sure.
3: Well, I don't know, because then it's like, the other people are at least putting themselves out there and they're like experiencing something. And then meanwhile, maybe I'm just like a bull in a, in a China shop (laughs) knocking little gay hearts over. (laughs) Um, I, my other theory with this is that we as performers and comedians get so much adoration, both on stage and in like DMS and stuff. I feel very loved at all times. If that makes any sense. Wow. And so I don't beautiful. find myself like. Because
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, adoration and love in the DMs. No, you get no. that. You, you get it. But I'm saying that like, I don't mean
1: you understand it. I mean, you do get adoration and love in your DMs. I But I think the difference is for Naomi and myself, the void is uh, uh, bottomless. And it seems like maybe you, like it fills you up in a way that it doesn't for us.
3: Yeah. But you guys also have each other. So like, who's to say, you know, like maybe you. Maybe you guys fill each other's cups before you even check your DMs. And then it's Mm. like, oh, you know, like. I see what you're saying. The other thing. Yeah. No, go. Go. What, What scares me, too, about, say, two people who have found love, who are building something, who have this, like, beautiful life together. This is me future tripping. This is not a very sober question of me to ask. But what happens What if something happens to that person? Oh, God. It's <laughs> One of well, the yeah. most terrifying thoughts I've ever had.
0: Right. But I mean, but I think it's also for me, you know, something I've always felt. And this comes from, I think, being an only child, being raised by a single parent. Right. So seeing what it was to be on your own. Like, for me, my friends are so important. And if anything, something I've struggled with a lot, especially in moving to Los Angeles, is feeling like Andy and I have become more of a unit. And certainly... Then once the start the pandemic started even more, but it's so important for me to cultivate my friends so that, and I felt that way, even as a younger person where I was like, always have your friends so that if this relationship ends, you, you're not like alone, right? Because I, I would have those girlfriends and people do it less, you know, the older we get, but certainly in your twenties, you'd have the friend who would get a boyfriend and she would fall off the face of the earth.
3: Yep. And it was yep. like,
0: I don't want to be that yep. person because you can't be coming back on people being like, you want to hang out. It's like, oh girl, we don't forgot you. You out of the rotation. You out of the totally. Rotation. But I, thought you gotta I- invest, yeah. I thought you meant like tragedy, like not like like something oh, happening. I mean, well, when I was person. younger, I mean just breaking up, but certainly older, but it's still the same thing, like that feeling. I mean, I was saying to Andy a couple of days ago, where I go, so much of our life is predicated on you being well, like Andy <laughs> being like he's literally the person who drives, who takes the animals to the vet, who does. I was like, I'm not actually set up to live if so- not just happens, but it's like if you broke your legs,
3: like I don't know sure. how to function. Sure. That's where that's what. And so like, yeah, my thing was in my head, disaster strikes, like a bus hits one of you. But like, it could be just that the one person wakes up the next morning and they realize like, this doesn't work for me anymore. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so to me, that gamble far outweighs anything I've ever felt in my heart for someone is for like a partner, quote unquote. I don't know. I'm just like, maybe, but that's fear. That's totally me speaking out of fear. Like, not giving someone the ability to maybe hurt me in the future. But like, I've also like worked on myself so much and I do truly like, I can kill days alone by myself. And like, I would, I don't notice the difference, but I, I have great friends who are there for me and I like to think I'm there for my friends. And like, I do have like a support system and like, yeah, I don't know, but again, I like the concept of being <laughs> in a partnership. <laughs> you
1: might just not need it. Like that's not—it's not everyone. You know, there yeah. is, especially in America, probably globally, because America is, of course, a hegemon and blah 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 blah, <laughs> blah 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 blah. But but there is this feeling that I mean, especially—I look, mean, look—the heteronormativity of everything. But it's like you're in a pair, and that's what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do that, there's something wrong with you. And then you start to like, as uh, society breaks down and you start to question like the things that you were told, you're like, well, I don't, maybe I don't need this. Maybe I just need a friend group and a hookup every once in a while. Maybe I need a polycule, maybe whatever. Like there are different ways to organize your life that add meaning and love into it that aren't just a standard, but you know, maybe the standard, like for me. And I think for you, Naomi, that this is meaningful
0: to us. Well, sure. You know, uh, my dad was gone. Of course, I needed a man to tell me I was enough. Like it was like <laughs> sure, like that was of course for me. I was chasing that sort of thing, right? And that's like sure. Was, or the idea of being unlovable or lovable. You know, that was part of that's a big part of my you know emotional distortion, if, for lack of a better terms. So was like yes, that's what that's what I wanted, or that's what I you know thought I needed. But it's not even just that because I'm not even sitting here being like you're single. Why? Like why are you? Or like you should not be as much as. As I said, for someone who's like around where I'm like, I'm assuming, you know, you meet people they're in your space. And one of the things I something I could never do, which is why I like to hear about it is I could never hook up with somebody and not have feelings. Not meaning I love them to hook up, but even like yeah. the hookup. I want you to want me. I want you to want to hook up with me. Like the idea of just being like, we had a good time. Bye. Like, <laughs> even if I knew that was the scenario, I still want you to want more. You know what I mean? So the ability to cut that off and just be like, "That was nice. Okay, see you later." You know, I'm impressed by it, and I'm just always <laughs>
3: like, "Tell me more." Well, this comes down to this. Um, I mean, do we believe in attachment styles in this Zoom room? Yes, absolutely. Because you sound like you're anxious attachment, <laughs> yeah, sure. and I'm, I'm avoidant. So I'm like, "Hey, once you're done back there, lock up and leave the keys. Leave the keys under the mat. Like, I'll see you." If you forgot your phone or something, you know, like, <laughs> I don't, I also like to blame being very present and like being very uh, grateful for the moment. Cause I often, even when I was dating more and I was like on the hunt for something in another person, like I was looking to fill part of me with some part of someone else. That sounds like a penis, but I mean like an emotional thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was So I was, I could relate to you, Naomi, in that like, I would open my heart and I'd want them to like, want to walk into it sort of, or like want more of it. But when they wouldn't, I'd find myself being crushed. Mm -hmm. So I would start at this thing where it's like, after we parted ways on the first date, say we had a good date, we made out, you know, in his car, I get out of the car. Okay. Like, yeah. Text you. Yeah. I'll hear from you later. Close the door. Leave. I pretend that that man died in a car accident on the way home. And so I should not expect to hear from him ever again. If I do, praise be, he's back from the dead. Let's, you know, go on another date. But I would have to really, like, put up a wall Mm. to protect myself. Because I felt, of course you feel... Unlovable or like not good enough or, you know, was I not hot enough? Did I not kiss the way he likes? Like was my breath off or something? Like, and I, I would, you know, I would, I would swim around in that and just like feel icky. But mm. now I'm just a turbo slut on the road who doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't care about feelings as much.
1: So wait, is that a sobriety thing where it's just like that one day at a time kind of feeling?
3: I, like to blame as much as I can on sobriety. Um, so Absolutely. yes. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do honestly think that most of our, most of, I almost spoke for everyone. Most of my fear, anxiety and pain exists in my head and it's in regards to the future. Um, and it's like how things, my brain wants to tell me nothing's going to work out. But if I, if I just shut the fuck up for a second and I take an, an inventory of what's going on right now, I'm in a nice enough hotel room. I'm talking to two friends. I have like my peach energy drink that is surprisingly good. I feel I'm not in chronic pain. I just had a really good cookie. Like my life is really good. But when I start to drift from this moment, Oh, it's a war zone. Yeah. It's a war zone. Like I said, my lover of four years gets hit by a bus. Um, I get AIDS. Like, you know what I mean? Like those the future is so treacherous, but the present is often fucking fine/slash great. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's
0: very healthy. That is very yeah. correct. And very true. Um, a logistical question, which is gonna seem silly, but you know I watch my murder shows. How do you assess I was going to ask this too. How do you assess whether somebody is cray-cray or a risk when you're hooking up? And this is something obviously people say a lot like with gay men. Yeah, obviously like the apps and it's a little more culturally common, right? And acceptable. But I'm like, how do you expect, because you're on the road, right? Because my thing is like, I remember when I lived in Australia, I was like, I can't take home nobody because nobody going to know if I'm alive or dead because I'm on the other side of the world and I don't have people who are like checking in with me. Uh So what are we doing to make sure that like you're not
3: found in a hotel room? Here's the thing. We're not doing much, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> but I do also like, as you were thinking that, or saying that, I have a new working theory that men are much more horny than they are eager to kill, if that makes sense. Okay. So I think in most, unless it's literally a, a conservative man who is baiting gay men to kill them because he actually hates gay people, if, if I like see a dude's Instagram, and he has like uh, three friends in common. And like, he's like, he went to Pride last summer. Like, uh, unless I get him on a really bad day, he's probably not going to do anything horrible to me besides be a low caliber ass eater. You know? So it's just like, the, 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 the risk is like pretty, it feels pretty minimal. Of course, I'm not like, I'm not inviting headless torsos over to my room Uh and I'm not ass up on the bed with the door cracked open. You know, I'm like, I'm meeting people in lobbies. I'm like, I'm having them send a picture holding up two fingers to prove that it's like actually them. Like I'm doing different little tiny things. But like, mm-hmm. oh, God, that would suck to die that way. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, if it does, make a movie out of it, please. You have my full permission.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what I was imagining, by the way, is like so the, you see the hotel door; it just opens slowly. Everything's dark, and then the light from the hallway floods in on just two butt cheeks. Just
3: <laughs> yep, is there? <laughs> I actually okay. Since you're a captive audience and we're talking about being ass up on a hotel bed, (laughs) did you guys know that there's a thing – I don't know if this exists in heterosexual communities, but there's a a thing called a cum dump where, like, people set up in a hotel, ass up, and they, like, anyone can come and, like – Fuck that. Terrifying.
0: How? uh, How is it? It's terrifying. Oh, my God. I I mean, if you want to do
1: that, do that. It's more of the, like, of the, like,
3: the uh, strangeness of it. Yeah, the logistics, the strangers. Sometimes, sometimes there is a door person working the door, making sure that things are civil and organized and not a danger zone. But my pitch is a movie called The Cum Dump Killer, in which... (laughs) A beloved neighborhood come dump is murdered, and the only problem, he is the the genetics of fifty men inside of him. So who was it? Was it the gov- gardener? Was it the governor? Was it the milkman? Was it the hotel custodian? Like they have to get to the. Get to the bottom of things.
0: Okay, this is your next feature. This is your next feature. <laughs> it's on Roku channel. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put in your date of birth before they'll let you watch. Yes. <laughs> But it's good, it has legs, it has legs oh, it does. it's got legs and two booty cheeks. it's not <laughs> yes, it what you need, yeah, that's you know i just I just am too scared of everything. I'm too scared of everything yeah. for for these scenarios, but yeah. that's
1: why I never really well, as a up woman that much when I was younger, but even me uh, i it was yeah. too scary well, <laughs> as a
3: Jewish man um you <laughs> know as a woman <laughs> and a Jewish man it, things can get real dicey out in them streets people can um be, it could be dicey i I do think it's so, so ironic that like men who want sex and like there's so many double standards, but like they create these hostile environments and then they wonder why girls don't want to like go back to their place. You know, it's like (laughs) if you just made it safe for women to walk the streets, maybe they consider giving you a couple cheeks, you know, (laughs) And I mean,
0: my left cheek on my face yep. and my right cheek uh, on my face. Just kiss kisses. Here.
1: Safe kiss. streets, open cheeks.
3: Safe yes. streets open cheeks. That's, That's my new initiative. I, safe streets, open cheeks. I love it. I'd wear that T-shirt in a second.
0: <laughs> new merch. New merch
1: new drop. New merch drop.
3: <laughs> wow, wow, wow.
0: <laughs> um, do you want to get to questions or do you want to ask Zach about his therapist and whether his therapist pushes back? <laughs> We could
1: just ask that question.
0: Do you have a therapist? or does your therapist push back?
1: So
3: I don't have a therapist at the moment. Um, Once I got medicated, like on my meds that work so well, like I've felt so even keeled. And like, I'm not saying I, I shouldn't be in therapy, but I, when I was getting ready to cut my therapist loose, I was like, <laughs> I was like the hour before therapy started, I was like thinking of what I could possibly talk about. You know, I was like, Mm. what should I talk about? Should I talk about my dad again? Like I was like racking my brain for like problems. And, um, so I don't have a therapist right now and they didn't really push back much. They, it was more of talk therapy. So they were just like, they'd ask me question upon question upon question upon question. And like every once in a while I'd be like, do you think this might have to do with this? And I'd be like, "No, dummy."
1: <laughs> were they phoning it in in that case? Like when you're like, when were they just like, you know, you
3: think that's something? I don't. Know. I've had like four therapists in my life, and ah, maybe this is my ego. I've always thought I was smarter than all of them. <laughs> so it it made it made it made taking any sort of like advice from them very like unappealing. I'm like, yeah, but what do you know? Look at your apartment, you know, like. <laughs> Look at, look at your fucking office. Gary, clean up your office, and then we'll talk about me. How about that?
0: <laughs> okay, okay, Gary, clean up your office. That's yeah, a Gary. perfect time yeah, to take. Gary, you great. slob. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and
1: when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions.
4: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June.
0: we're back, back. with Zach Noe Towers, coming to us from somewhere in
3: Texas. Somewhere? That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. All you need to know Wait, is Zach, somewhere Wait, Zach,
1: where are you from Texas. originally? St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis? Yeah, Saint I know. St. Louis? Keep For some guessing. reason, I, I thought you were a Southern. I didn't realize that you were part of the Veiled Prophet gang.
3: I am Midwestern to my core. I was breastfed on ranch dressing. <laughs> I, I love a, a pancake. I love a, a rib. I love... And all of that good stuff. That's a all we're known for, or a rib. Uh, I think yeah, all
0: the things. i was like a pancake or a rib, but um, also you went to the same college as Megan Gailey, our beloved Megan Gailey. <laughs> Indiana University. I think so. She what went to her? Purdue. I think is did she Purdue? go to Purdue?
3: You know, I can't tell the difference because, of course, maybe like, it's IU, oh, but she's a Indi- coastal she's elite. An- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God, someone needs to be. <laughs>
0: not enough of us
3: i i'm like so sick of the narrative that like us coastal elites are the problem we're not the problem <laughs> we're the solution
0: mm-hmm.
3: ain't that the truth
1: by the way what i was imagining is uh when you were talking about being breastfed on ranch dressing was of course like a not actual not an actual woman lactating ranch dressing but a jeff coons type artwork of lactating ranch breasts I don't okay. know why that popped into my head, but.
3: Coons, sure. I would go to that gallery. I would, <laughs> I would dunk a, I would dunk a baby carrot in that exhibit.
1: <laughs> uh, we get questions from all over. We get questions from Instagram, Twitter, from Gmail, couplestherapypod at gmail.com. and of course, our favorite, Zach. Our favorite is voicemail. Naomi, what is the phone number people can call and leave a voicemail?
0: 323 524 7839, three minute limit. As always, start off pronouns, log line, give us the top line, and then break it down with your examples because that way we can kind of organize it. And then if you get cut off, we still got the question. But that's just a suggestion I have for you. Now,
1: uh, we have asked our listeners to send in a couple uh, softball questions to start off with. And so we're going to do one of those first. Zach, tell me if you cannot. Softball.
3: Maybe you should say this for a lesbian guest. Am I right? No. Nope. 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 Nope.
1: Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? I love how you both abandoned me with that one.
1: <laughs> Sorry. You're a stand-up. We're not doing improv. I don't have to yes and you. Also, you're <laughs> a
3: stand-up. You should know better. You should know better. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Here we go.
4: Hi, Andy. Hi, Naomi. Uh, this is my second attempt and hopefully more coherent version of this voicemail. Um... Hello, illustrious guest. Um, my question is uh, straightforward. Uh, I have friends coming in from out of town. Should I uh, offer them use of my bedroom and suck it up and sleep on my fold-out couch to be a good hostess, or should I, um, you know, keep my bedroom to myself and they can suck it up and sleep on the fold-out couch? Um, context. Uh, these are friends who I'm very close to. Um, they're flying in from out of town. Um, by the way, she, her pronouns for me, he, him pronouns for my friends. Um And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen them in a while. And whenever I stay with them, uh, they have a whole guest bedroom dot for me. I have a one-bedroom apartment, uh, so I do not have a guest bedroom for them. Uh, Normally, I would think nothing of having friends sleep on my fold-out couch. I have a squishy mattress pad for it. It's quite comfortable. I've never had a complaint. I have slept on it when I've had family in town. Um, But my friends, um, let's call them Stephen and Billy, Stephen and Billy are kind of in a summer-winter relationship. So Stephen... Is around my age. We're both 30. And Stephen could probably sleep on the fold out couch, no problem. Um, Billy is in his 50s. And so, um, I'm just a little worried that he will be more uncomfortable. Um, and there, he has said things in my presence, like about other times where he stayed, uh, with friends or on trips, like, oh, I slept on a futon or I was sleeping on a couch and I was miserable the next day or my back hurt all day the next day. Um, and even gone so far as to say, like, oh, and, I should just get a hotel room in these situations. Um, They're staying with me um, for a wedding. I'm not part of the wedding. They just, I live in the area where the wedding is happening, and they're like, we want to spend as much time with you as possible uh, because we're not often on that part of the country anymore. So, I don't know. I want to be a good hostess and return They're great hosts, like, when I stay with them. So I want to kind of return that good host energy, and I feel like it would be nice. To offer them my bedroom. Um, but I don't know if that's me just being way too accommodating and kind of unnecessarily bending over backwards. So give me the real talk. Um, is, is that a reasonable thing to do? Is that too much? Um, what do you guys think?
3: Mm. Man, I'm so glad we listened to the whole thing because first, first, first listen, do not give up your bedroom. Absolutely not do give, give up your bedroom, but it's a gay couple. Give them whatever they want. Uh, <laughs> let, them, let them sleep in your bed. Let them uh, like take your dog when they leave. They've been through a lot. Um, for sure. One of them has been through the AIDS epidemic. Don't make him sleep on a couch. Are you kidding? <laughs>
0: Wow. Okay. So wow. that's Zach's first thought. And I said absolutely, I'm sorry, you're in your fifties, get a hotel. Yes, they would when like, I look at each d- other and we're like, if you are if you are old enough,
1: if you have the disposable income to travel, you have the disposable income to get a hotel room. I understand you're in your 20s. I would stay with friends, right? I'm going to Chicago. And I have absolutely, I'm in grad school. I have negative money. I'm, I'm constantly calling the bank, asking them to take away overdraft fees. Okay. I stay with Adam and Lori on their couch. Sure. That's great. Sure. If I go visit Adam and Lori now, I'm getting a hotel room. I'm not staying with them. I love them. I am not
0: imposing on them at this point. It's also like, this is the difference. Yes. They, you, they have a guest room. So of course, when you visit, there's a place for you to stay. That's not your setup. So don't feel guilty about your setup. And they should know your setup going in. They know we're going to see somebody with one bedroom and they still have to live. And I'm assuming, too, like, I mean, I don't know if it's like just, you know, Friday to Sunday. If any of the weekday is part of that, if you've got kind of your morning routine, get up and go to work as part of that time, you're going to want your bedroom kind of easy to get to the closet or whatever in the morning. And that is something that they should know going in. So I think for me, it's about take away that guilt of like, well, they're good hosts. It's like, well, not as you set up. And I'm sorry, you 50 something and you got the bad back. Like that's also part of it too. You need to know. And so to me, it's like, have you told them, hey, FYI is the pull-out couch. Is Billy going to be okay? Tell Billy right. up top and let Billy <laughs> – get yourself a little something. Get yourself <laughs> – absolutely. There's nothing – because we'll be watching House Hunters and everybody be moving on House Hunters International talk about some – we need a room for we guests. We need a guest room. Uh, uh, every single one of them needs a guest room. And this is international travel, right? And also, these are the drippiest
1: drips you've ever seen in your life. Like, I can't imagine anyone wants to visit them if they just have to drive down the road to see them, let alone fly to Germany
0: exactly i'm also like i'm sorry if you had all these friends enough that they would visit, fly across the world to visit you you wouldn't be moving from your current home you obviously don't have the ties you obviously <laughs> don't have people in your life who love you enough for you to stay put okay so also we're grown 30s 50s job income enough income to fly to attend a wedding there are weddings that we have not attended because we could
1: not afford
3: The whole thing. The whole thing. It was just the rental car, the hotel. Yes. The gift, the the everything. Yeah, Yeah. all of it. We didn't
1: budget. We didn't be like, well, we can afford this and this, and then we'll stay with this other person to save money. We've said either we can afford it or we can't afford it. Okay? That's it. That's what I'm saying. We're so angry
3: about this. Yeah. I I love it. You are very passionate about this because you know exactly how you would behave in the situation.
0: I think you have to also protect a friendship sometimes. Like part of it is like, yeah, I really want to see you. But do I have to sleep in your physical space? And I think it's sort of like, again, especially with the bad back. Because you said you're like, I think Steve will be OK, but Billy might not be. But I think you just tell them, hey, this is the setup yes. here.
3: If you're, you're OK with you have- that, I'm OK with that. But, like, also, you know, like, you know, I have work at Monday, so I'm Sunday night on the wedding, the day of the wedding, like, I'm going to be in bed probably when you guys get back. Like, I just wanted to make sure everyone's, like, comfortable.
0: Exactly. I think that's also part of it, too. You're right. This whole wedding thing and being out late and depending on how your apartment is laid out, like, it might just be logistically easier if they are in the common space and can kind of come and yep. go based on what they got yep. to do. As opposed to you trying to go to bed at 11. They come in drunk at 2. And, again, they're your friends. It's not all the time. But, like, do we need to do that? We're all grown here. And I don't know where you where you live, how expensive it is of, like, a, a, of a location. Right. But it's, like, there's got to be a little something.
3: I, because I, you wind up paying for it one way or another. And this has happened to me so many times. College friend goes, oh, my God, I'm in – stay with me. Stay with me. And I do. And I'm on a fucking couch or I'm on the floor. Or, like, I am paying for it one way or another, whether that be – And social energy or, like, physical energy, like, sometimes it's just better to put the $150 on the credit card for the hotel room for the night. You know what I mean? So, like, keep it in mind.
0: It's about comfort. I think it's, it's, again, the older we get. And that's, like, one of my things, too, when I travel, when I'm out of my element I really need a place to retreat, a place to be comfortable. Mm. It's like, why for Mm. me as a comic, going on the road has always been tough, especially the older I get, because that's like, I need stuff to be comfortable. And so if you pay me $2,000 for the weekend, but I've put $700 into the hotel, it's like (laughs) not necessarily good, right? The two nights, because I do, I want to stay in someplace central, You know, well-lit in the middle of it all, safe and comfortable, because I'm already away from home shucking and jiving for a living for a bunch of strangers, which may or may not be uplifting, you know? Right, right.
3: Often (laughs) not. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: All right. I feel like we're in a good place. Why don't we do something slightly? That was
3: softball?
0: Yeah. Okay, go on. (laughs) People come to us with dilemmas. Okay, I love it. Amy, do you want to read this one? Dear Andy, Naomi, an illustrious guest. I called in with this question last summer and I got cut off and was too scared to rerecord, but now I'm back because it got worse. <laughs> I was best friends with Carrie in grad school. We definitely trauma bonded. A huge part of that being how similar I was to her ex Leo, who she wasn't at all over. She soon decided I was trauma dumping and asked me to stop talking to her about my depression. I backed off, but she continued to lean on me through her many bouts of depression. Like a fool, I remained her friend and even moved in with her. Okay. Over the next six years, Carrie picked fights with me over little things. She alienated herself from our friends and then got mad at me when they didn't check in on her. She belittled my career and then would talk down to me because she made more money. When she and Leo got back together, Carrie begged me to hang out with Leo and then was mad we got along, quote, too well, end quote. Every weekend, I'd have to lock myself and their terrified cats in my room while Carrie screamed at Leo. She accused me of wanting to sleep with Leo. I didn't. Carrie was just angry that Leo and I were closer than she and I were at that point, which was legit her fault. Okay, this is a tome. This is a journey. After we finally moved out of that house, I was the only one to initiate conversation between me and Carrie. When I was in the hospital recovering from an emergency surgery, she only reached out to tell me she and Leo broke up. And then they put in parentheses, finally, be free, Leo. (laughs) She kept venting to me about work and family until last April, when I found myself unfriended. I confronted Carrie and she said it was because we hadn't spoken in two years this was under a text i'd sent her like 10 days prior i finally grew a spine and told her i was done with her and to leave me alone a month later i found out that carrie was saying that because of the way i argue with her i quote must be autistic end quote what i'm not i've actually told her this (laughs) The way I argued with her was to lay everything out clearly so she knew when and where she had fucked me up. I more recently found out she lied to a few friends and told them she was afraid to be around me as if I were violent. I'm literally a scaredy cat slash teddy bear combo, and it's incredibly problematic of her to paint me, a black woman, as some violent aggressor completely unfounded. Ooh, I am feeling that. Only a few close friends know the truth of our situation and seeing her continue friendships with people I know are nice makes me feel like I'm crazy. I want to expose her, but I know that's not right. So please help me get rid of this petty rage so I can move on with my life. Thanks so much. Love the pod and you too. Their pronouns are they, them. Okay. Oof. So.
3: Wow. Wow. Yeah, since. I I was gonna see. I, I I'm so glad the question wasn't like, how do I help this friendship, you know, survive? <laughs> that Carrie sounds like an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. I feel for they them so so strongly, and I don't think there's any place more vulnerable than you, when you're the only one who knows the truth, yeah. and other people haven't caught on to it yet. Though I will say. You will get nothing from trying to expose this person. Yep. The best you can do is keep yourself out of their orbit as much as possible. And even when someone comes to ask you, make them really pull the information out of you. Because, like, you don't want to be accused of character assassination ever. And if if you know you're right you got to just lean on that and, like, try your best to not let it get to you. But I don't know mm. what the exact tool would be for that, you know?
1: What if they had someone else do the character assassination for them, you know, like, in the same way that some people will get uh, PR folks to plant negative stories <laughs> about their, uh, sure. About their, bots. About their entertainment bots. rivals. Yeah.
0: Some bots. Yeah. Hire some bots to comment <laughs> on <laughs> the photographs, but that way, you know, you
1: get, you have someone plant the story and it's right. not you. And then you have plausible deniability.
3: Totally. Yeah. If, the, if you can come up with a good platform for that, I, is that what Facebook's for these days? <laughs> probably. I <laughs> yeah, haven't sure. been on it. Probably.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I, I put up a, a podcast post, for the eight people that are still on Facebook. And then I go on my merry way. So I really don't know what happens there. The last time I checked in on Facebook, it was just uh, uh, people screaming at each other. Is that still what's going on? Yeah.
3: And ads and stuff. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah,
0: this is, this is. You know, I have this, not frequently, but I felt this where like somebody has done you dirty and then mutuals, you'll see them still friends with mutuals. And it does, and you're like, Cause it makes you question. Cause I got somebody, you know, I'm like this about, and it's like, you know what? Nobody is evil all the time. No one's evil to everybody. So you have to kind of accept that it's like, Carrie may be different in these other friendship situations.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: that doesn't mean that you're some bad person or you did something to deserve a certain kind of behavior. That's just what it is. Right? Like, Perpetrators don't perpetrate on everybody. They gotta no. pick and choose. So, Cause yeah. it's honestly, you know, that no one has the time for for everyone yeah. to be an enemy. Yep. So that's just like part of what this is. And it doesn't mean that this person, that the people who are still friends with Carrie are any less your friends as much as, you know, people certainly want to stay out of it. People mm-hmm. don't, um, you know, you don't want to say like, well, again, she was mean to them, but maybe that doesn't mean she's mean all the time. Like, yeah. So that's another thing too, and then it's also one of those things where it's like, if if Carrie is this way a lot, she will show
3: herself to these other people. Yes, and you also can't I will that. say, she and them were roommates, and there's a, there is a special type of aggression that takes place between roommates where it is incessant, where they can do something that bothers you or is insulting to you or disrespectful to you. And like, they may not even know it, but because you're around them so much your experience with them is, like, amplified to the nth degree. Like, these people are hanging out with Carrie, you know, at a party or, like, the bowling alley, but they're not going home to Carrie and waking up to Carrie and having lunch in the same kitchen as Carrie and, like, all these things. So I think that, like, really throws fuel in the fire. Mm.
0: I think the other thing, too, because I just noticed, too, that um, they're saying here a month later, I found out that Carrie was saying that because of the way I argued, I, quote, must be autistic. Now, this is where I'm like, who told you that? You need to tell these people to not tell you these things. Like, hey, she and I are no longer friends. I don't want to hear about her. What other people think of me is none of my business, for lack of a better term. That, like, Carrie is going to carry. okay? yeah. When it comes to you, she want to act a certain way. And it's like, we don't know why. That's her sickness. Bless her heart. But you don't need to be hearing. If she's talking shit, you got to tell people, like, you know, it actually doesn't make me feel good to hear it, um, and there's nothing I can do about it. And you have to also draw right. that line because I think drawing that line will help you not stay so enraged. Because yeah, if I was hearing little bits and pieces, I would stay mad too.
3: And you're trying to get free. Yep. Also, being autistic is not the tear down this this carry person thinks it is. Like that's right. that right. shows you what 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 level carrie's operating on you know she sounds kind of ignorant as hell
1: yeah it's a very 1980s mindset right. right right
0: right just trying to like malign in general being like well you know what yeah they must be autistic it's like, a, oh, yeah it's like hey. yeah but specifically now we, what we would,
1: we're all just like yeah you can be neurospicy. it's okay right exactly right? There's it's not like a, <laughs> there's
0: nothing but right, but wrong like, with you but <laughs> it's also like that also in some ways shows you that's the best carrie can do yeah it's yeah. like because so you know and I think you're right, Sue, it's like when you've lived with somebody and it, it all it's always a more complicated dynamic. I've definitely heard from people where it's like, I, I, I live with my best friend and now we're not friends anymore or we weren't friends for a couple years.
1: Oh, Naomi, you don't know how many advice questions I'm sitting on where it's a friend something like this. Yes. Where it's just like, and they're all like similar shades of this. I thought maybe we could do this one for, but right. it is like that where it is, you know, one of the people, there's something you know, I who we're not going to speculate about Carrie, but you know, she's a shithead. We can from based on <laughs> yeah. her, based on her behavior here to uh, our writer, we know that she's at the very least a, a little bit of a dipshit. So right. totally, we can.
0: That's not speculation. Exactly, and I think part of getting rid of your rage and kind of wanting to expose is like you can't. Now, again, as you said, it's like don't talk crap. If someone comes to you and is like, "Hey, I'm having this experience," you know, one of the things I also try to do to stop myself from like talking shit or at least being in a situation where I've been caught out. You know, when I'm someone asks me something, I tell the situation as it happened. Like yes. I will try very hard I'm not going to editorialize. I'm yes. going to say I said this, then they said this or I said this and they did this. Yep. Just keep the facts. So that way if something go yep. back to them it's like well did it or did it not happen. Right. And certainly again who knows what that... And again, you should ideally not have people in your life your life who are trying to stoke this animosity or be go-betweens. So that's the other thing. So you might have to cut out whoever trying to make it messy. Uh-huh. It might be time
3: for a, a, a refresh. But in
0: general, it's like, well, did it or did it not? Yeah. Did it or did it not happen? So that, you know, someone says like, you've been talking about me. It's like, well, I just said what had happened. Did it or did it not? Uh-huh. And so if it, if it did, then I'm entitled to, sh- to share the sequence of events. <laughs> I say start dating Leo if that's... <laughs> If, if that's your yes. persuasion,
1: I don't know. I don't know what your right. you know, what your orientation is or whatever. Uh, start dating Leo. <laughs> I send
3: think that's pictures, the best. Send advice.
1: pictures to Carrie. Of, right, of right. You and, Leo and just out.
0: saying, like, actually, it should just be like, I'm um, a picture of an open butthole saying, thinking of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have the butthole pic. Hold on, I'll send
0: it. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, just
1: two cheeks in the, in the moonlight. Yes.
3: (laughs) Safe
0: streets, open cheeks. Yes. (laughs) That's the, that's the only way to live. The only way to live. I mean, do you have, like, are you good at cutting the messy out of your life, Zach? Like when people kind of come.
3: Okay. (laughs) How do you do it? I simply stop engaging. I, 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 if anything, I over prune when it comes to cutting people out of my life. Cause like I said, with like men, I don't. If you're if you're fucking bothering me on the first date, there's no well maybe he'll be maybe he'll be better on the second date. No, i have no interest. I'm yeah. just done. Like I I know I know the joy and love waiting for me on the other side of like a friend hang or a uh, like a personal you know self care hang. Like I, I, I'm not gonna deal with anybody who rubs me the wrong way. Our no. times too. We're getting older. Our time's too valuable. Mm-hmm, it's like true. Uh, it's. In LA, it means driving somewhere. No, like, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not getting in my car unless it's love. And I have a lot of that for my friends. So, yeah, yeah,
1: that is interesting how, you know, the more difficult it is to get to a person, the more you start to evaluate what they do in your life.
3: Yep. Yep. If, if I have a, if I have a soulmate, he lives within four blocks of me in West Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <true>. okay. period. <laughs>
1: If you do want, if you do want something more in your life, maybe the problem is that you have such a small radius,
3: <laughs> a, a small <laughs> radius. Of four blocks, block, four blocks in West Hollywood could keep my mouth busy for <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And of course, you're talking about the fact that Guisados is over there, and open till,
3: <laughs> yes. yeah,
1: I'm the famous taco joint.
3: I'm tacos, yes, sure that's what you tacos all night long in this mouth.
0: Oh
1: my god, uh, Zach. Zach.
0: Zach. Zach, 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 yes, what a delight. Yes, you're a dream, you're a delight. Thank you so so much for coming on the pod, giving me the haunting image of um a receptacle of a human murdered
3: by God knows who,
0: which will stay with me. For years
3: to come, it's it's gonna haunt you, and then you're gonna email me and be like, okay, let's let's beat this out, let's beat the <laughs> script out.
0: That's, it is up your alley. It is up my alley. It is, it's up it's someone's really alley. alley.
3: That's for sure. <laughs> That's
0: for sure. Um, uh, right. We'll see you
1: all next time.
3: Bye. Bye.